0: Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. And your dreams over
1: me are bigger than my own. Where we talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over
0: us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride. Because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We are so excited, as always, we're always <laughs> excited. But this really is a different day and a special day It is you interview. We have our good friend, Tim Howard, Maria's good friend, Tim Howard, who I will meet for the first time <laughs> in, very shortly at Maria's wedding. So, it's coming up. It in is. A couple of weeks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, is it's just, this, is a, this is a really special interview because a lot of y'all may not know but Maria and Tim have they began collaborating on a book two and a half close to three years ago and so they put a lot of time a lot of effort and just a lot of thoughts and spent so much intentional time working on this book that they've co-written together it's called The Mirror and we're just going to interview them today and hear what (laughs) it's about the process of it all the fights they've had, all the fun they've had, you know, <laughs> all those things, and so just
2: no fights.
0: That's no, right. Too. Because, um, there is uh, so much to learn, and I'm just so proud of both of them because anyone knows a big project like this, most people wouldn't know where to begin. So it is just an undertaking and an achievement. Not that we seek achievement, but we should always be trying to put good yeah. stuff out there. So it's really just I'm just proud of you both for sticking with it, and I know. Um, you all shared it with me about a year and a half ago and just to see it come to fruition is super exciting. So it's out for early release right now. Pre-orders, the ebook is out and the hard copy will be sent to pre-orders on November the 30th and then we'll be out for part. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Time for Christmas. So you guys can order those for Christmas.
0: Yeah. Great
1: Christmas presents. Uh,
0: (laughs) Tell us Jess, Maria, why don't you introduce Tim to our audience? So those that don't know him, we'll get to know him a little bit.
1: Yeah. So. Meet Tim Howard. He is a friend of mine over in Wilmington, North Carolina. We met when I was um, over there living there for a brief stint and was just a huge blessing. And he knows everybody. He has a heart that's bigger than him. And um, he just, he's Mr. Connector. I tell him he just, he has a way of a gift for connecting people, um, wonderful people with other wonderful people. And so this was a book project. He, we were meeting we her coffee and and talking all the things, growth-minded, and he, he really proposed this idea of, um, told, me about, told me about this book he had been doing, and was like, would you be interested in being a co-author? Because he had previously had someone else, a gal who was going to, and then um, years ago, and for whatever reason, that fell through, and well, here we are today, <laughs> releasing that. So, Tim, welcome. What, what would you like to tell people about about who you are and well
2: thank you maria it's uh it is uh it's a delight to be here with both of you You guys have been guests of my podcast reflect the life you want before and we've talked yeah. about some different things and uh, mk you gave us some great feedback uh you were one of those few trusted people we put the uh the manuscript in the hands of to mm-hmm. give us some honest candid feedback you know what yeah. do you like what do we need to do better so we so much much appreciate you mm-hmm. um you know, Maria came into my life uh, late 2019, and then we um, really started getting into early 2020. And it just was laid upon my heart that she should help me with this book. And there's a couple of different ways that came about, but that's less important than it is that we just um, we started working on this with intentionality. And yeah. one thing I love about Maria is she is such a bright light. Um, you know, everybody I introduced her to that she, that I knew in the Wilmington area that I felt like she could either impact their life or help or could be a friend to her kind of had this consistent theme that would come back. is like, you know, oh, Maria is such a bright light, you know, and, and okay, you ca- you call her Roma, right?
0: <laughs> well, I'll I mean, in all her- seriousness, it is the light of Christ because she yeah, yeah, is just centered properly. And when you have that, you have that love and light that, People are like, that's different. Where does it come from? And there's only one explanation. And and she appropriately gives credit where credit is due. But it is true that, you know, someone is living differently when they have that light of Christ. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yes. So she mm-hmm. um, came into my life. And then as we started, I started connecting with people and we were getting together and talking about different things. It was just like laid upon my heart that she sh- somehow was supposed to help me with this book. And then I just flat out asked her one time we were having coffee. <laughs> And um, took her a couple weeks. She finally, you know, I was like, let me think
1: about, about it. it. Let me pray about yes. it. <laughs> That's a big undertaking. And she said, yes. Oh, right.
0: It's an appropriate discernment, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. it, it, you know, it's writing a book is, is, can be hard work. It is not. Yeah. Let me tell you, court.
0: editing a book was a lot of work. I don't know how y'all done it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of work, hours yes. and hours. They must have been years. And yet, here you are, three years later, still going amazing yeah the right. original
2: the original concepts for the book came to me uh, going back as far as 2006 and maria alluded to uh, my initial co-author uh, mm-hmm. was a learning partner of mine in a master's program several years ago and uh, she just couldn't get in the writing process and you know it was a challenge for maria to get in the writing process just like it's yeah. a challenge for me because yes. we really we put a lot out there we're um where the way the book is designed, it's the mirror the subtitle seven steps to reflect the life you want and reflects an acrostic and we can get into that. But mm-hmm. it's really um, Maria and I sharing personal stories of our mm-hmm. life that, to kind of set up these concepts of the reflect acrostic and then then yeah. like practical application steps if you wanna apply this principle in your life, you know, journaling exercises, things like that. So. It's uh, Maria,
0: um, you know, just speaking into that for a minute, I think that's Mm -hmm. what makes it so um, just so interesting. It's so relatable, right? Because Mm -hmm. you can talk about theories and you can talk about ideas, but when you actually share life experience, it's relatable and people, people feel that and they can say, yes, we've been there. We've done that. And so Mm -hmm. it's just, it is like the greatest Mm -hmm. story you ever tell us, the greatest sermon you ever preach is the life you live is one of my favorite. Quotes. and when we have that vulnerability to go in and share the at the appropriate time not when it's attention seeking or you know in, in a place that we haven't healed from but when we are willing to do that it's really powerful and so I just applaud you all for for that because you do go into your life stories and you do share things that we can all relate to, and not all of it's pretty. It's not all roses and lollipops.
1: No, it's, it's not. not.
0: <laughs> that's what is that in great, the book, yeah. right? I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road. And I always just think, like, when life is great and we're on top of the mountain, right. we we don't even need God that much. I mean, we do, but we don't think we do, right? Right. But it's in those times that we're willing to share in the depths and the mm-hmm. valleys that we really do grow. Yeah. We and so like, many
1: of the and so many of the stories they they are very personal. Like I, I was having. Um, dinner with my future in-laws uh, recently and we were, the book came up and I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, pretty much if you want to get to know who I am or some of my life experiences, read the book because there's stuff in there. There's stories in there that, gosh, I don't, I don't even know if my family knows all of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. like it, it was really an opportunity to dig into because you know, I think a lot of times we have so many experiences in life, but we don't stop to actually think like, oh, who have I shared these with? You know, have we, I we tell one or two people and we forget that, Well, wow, a lot of other people who do know and love us and would even be interested in hearing them and the lessons we've learned and, you know, that they, they haven't heard those. And so I think that, you know, we all have things that have happened in our lives, good, bad, and everything in between that we've learned lessons from. And it does take kind of a humility to like put those on paper and, and share those and say, Hey, here's, you know, th- here's what I learned from this. You know, this was really hard, or this was really painful, or this was, um, I, I found it to be a very humbling experience, a <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, very raw experience, you know, to, to, to get those out there. Uh, cause there is, there's just, there's so many stories and, um, it's, it's very, I think, I think people will really relate to it. It's very real life.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, Maria, you and I's dedications, um, Mine was to my three sons, Connor, Cole, Clayton. Yeah. And yours was to your uh, future husband, Matt. who yeah. I know Matt a little bit. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're really we're sharing these stories, but it's hopefully it's a legacy that is going to impact lives, not only mm-hmm. you know people that we know, but hopefully it's going to touch somebody's life. Just like mm-hmm. you know, when we do these podcasts, you know, I know your guys' heart is to help women, and my heart is always to impact at least one person's life so yeah there's a lot of uh there's some very uh painful things that we share some vulnerability there talking about things i don't talk about you know that um you know and one of those was was a big thing is for maria and i as we're collaborating together and and we went through this journey together it's like I was afraid that she was going to be disappointed or judge me about some of my life experience. And I just had, I had to have the courage to share some things with her and take the risks. Hey Maria, you know, can you hang in there with me in this project knowing these things about me? Because uh, there was a fear I had and she was so beautiful in how she handled that um, to just love me through that and encourage me through that. And it's like, okay, I could, I could be more vulnerable with the reader now because I know I've got my collaborator and friend right there alongside me.
0: Isn't that beautiful though, in our life of so many things that we're so fearful of when we just have that courage to step in and do it, we find this love and this healing and this beauty from those that truly love us that we wouldn't know if we didn't have the courage to step into that. And, and I think that's true of most people that, you know, they, they will love us in those hard times and love us Mm -hmm. through No one's perfect. And we've all made more mistakes than we want to talk about. But when we have that vulnerability to talk about it, it's beautiful.
1: And it's relatable. You know, I think that's the thing is a lot of times, I think, I think we, it's easy to hide under shame thinking what nobody else knows, understands, has been through, has done. Whatever. when the reality is the majority of people at some point in their life have either done, seen, experienced some aspect of, even if it's not the exact topic, but there's been some aspect of that where they're like, oh my gosh, me too. And so having someone else, you know, where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not alone in that. I think that's why music is so powerful, right? Is because people are like, oh, mm-hmm. someone's speaking what, what, what I have felt. And I think in reading, you know, hopefully in reading this, people are like, oh my gosh, okay, I, I, I'm not a lost cause. You know, oh my gosh, I'm not, my story is not, this is not the end. There is hope. There is more. I can make change, like concrete changes in my life. And so I, I, I think it is, is also, you know, a space to be able to give hope to people, which is always needed these days.
0: It really is. Okay. So give us the, I'm taking some notes here to ask mm-hmm. you all. Um, Give us the premise of Tim. Where did this idea come from? Where did it start?
2: (laughs) This started in uh, 2006. I was leading the turnaround of a failing business here in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was about a $6 million business, light manufacturing. Came into the organization as a human resources manager. Um, Very, very challenging. And as, as Maria talked about, creating hope. Uh, That was really, as a leader, it was about creating a sense of hope to turn this organization around. Then I became the general manager. We took a business. I've been losing money for about four years and turned it into a very profitable, successful business. But it was like, what are things that I'm learning? And I was also at the same time going through a lot of personal struggles in my marriage. It was like, what are the things that I'm learning? What's going to get me through to where I'm going in life, whether it's business, family, uh, relationally? It's like, what am I learning at this point in time? So I wanted to capture that for myself and then also um, for the future, posterity. And originally my my co-author was a learning partner with mine in a master's program I did several years ago. A, a lot of the concepts that I developed um, working primarily in the aluminum industry came to bear in leading this intensive turnaround. So when Maria came along the Most of the framework of the outline of the book, the reflect had been cultured. The one big change that we made with uh, Maria's input was the C chapter or the clarify your inner circle, because Mm -hmm. as I think you were learning, Maria, and probably I was maybe not fully aware, is that the people that we associate ourselves with that are pouring into our lives or speaking life into us that we're hanging out with, Mm -hmm. you know, that that quote from Jim Rohn, where the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So mm-hmm. it's, we need to be intentional about who we're associating with because yeah. that's all the input we're taking in. It's affecting mm-hmm. our hearts and our minds. And it's like, it, you know, for Marie, it's like being associated with Maria it elevates me. It's like, yeah. she, there were many, many times where it's like she would inspire me to go deeper into learning something. Maybe we we're, were gaining an initial understanding around something around neuroscience. It's like, ah. So I'd, get, I'd go deeper, research some more, I might share a book with Maria. And we were just kind of collaborating with one another, bouncing ideas off one another. But she was always inspiring me to bring my absolute best to the project, the collaboration, our friendship, so that the, the product of the book that we were creating would be something that would really make a difference in other people's lives.
1: Yeah. And that concept, I think also uh, the people we were around and we heard that all the time growing up, you know, you become like the people you hang with, you know, from Uh the time we were young and, and it's really true, like who you associate with, you will either elevate or go the opposite direction, you know? And, um, and so that, that idea, I think in the book was really important and we can actually go through each of those the what it's, no, it's so like
0: mm-hmm. you know, okay. I mean, so, a little it, it's so true you become the people you <laughs> hang around people all the time yes I, me and I four sisters yeah you know, like you start <laughs> to look alike you know now Tim and Maria don't look much alike so <laughs> right you know, right there's, and, and yeah you know, in all seriousness it's like couples grow to look alike as they get older you know yeah, yeah. a lot of times I mean not always but it's true yeah. people always think well and we'll I look alike and we kind of do that growing <laughs> 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 up okay. together since we were 19 so yeah um, but yeah, let's go through kind of the basic overall premise in the set yep. and it's really cool how you all laid it out. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the, the reflect you, the life you want is a cross. It's actually, uh, we've applied for that to be uh, copyrighted just That's as exciting! A I didn't
0: know that.
2: Mm-hmm. I got to get that approved by the U S patent trade Mark office. Um, so the R stands for recognize the power to change and. Maria just alluded to hope. That's kind of the underlying theme of that chapter. And it's like, you know, for me, I was going, I had to help lead significant change and I was going through significant change. And it was like, what's going to get me through that? Well, it's faith, hope and love. Right. Uh, But that sense of hope of setting our sights on something that Is maybe not currently present. Maybe the situation we're in right now is really tough, really hard or really challenging. But it's like, I I have hope for the future that if I, Mm -hmm. if I take some risk, I make some changes that I can have a better situation.
1: Yeah, that hope and the hope piece was really important. I think to put with that, recognize you have the power to change your life because I think often people feel like they're they're victims to their lives in some capacity. They're victim to their circumstances, and and if you believe that, you will be. You will subconsciously self sabotage yourself every time. And so knowing that actually you get to co create your life with God. You know that He's given mm-hmm. you. Um, And autonomy, you're able to take agency over your life and make choices and, and you are not a victim to to what has happened to you. And and I think that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that we can very easily fall into. So this first chapter really, you know, we, again, we share stories from our own lives surrounding this concept. And, and our, our, I think our prayer, especially for that specific chapter is hope that they come out of it saying, oh, wait a second. Okay. I'm not a victim to this. I can't step out. I can make changes and lasting changes. And, and my life can look different in a year. My life can look different in three months. My life can look different, you know? And, and so that's, that's really yeah, what I think
0: that's it, you all give a lot of hope of like, when you think it's the worst thing that ever happened to you, yes. it changes the trajectory of your life or maybe not so much, but often the, when we're in those moments, it ends up I mean, you always look back and think about those things and they were for us. They were for our good. And so yeah. I think you all do a great job and, and hope is just, you know, I think in our world today, it's something a lot of people don't have and you have to have hope. Um, and, and, and uh, Father Mike Tomley last week, he talked about our hope. No, it was actually, I don't know where I was. It, I know where I was. I was at a mass that I couldn't even understand the priest. I was down in South Carolina. I couldn't understand him but I heard him say our hope always has to be bigger than our fear and, and our anxiety. Oh, and so good. Oh, so good. It was so good. The one, the one line I caught from the homily uh, was really good, <laughs> but isn't that true? And you all really do give examples of, you know, things are not easy and not, and, and not good, but there's always hope and our ultimate hope is not here. And, mm-hmm. and if you believe that heaven is the goal, then that's our hope, but you all give practical ways of coping here on earth. So yeah, it's a really, it's a really I applaud you for sharing what you do. Mm. So, all right, moving on. What's yeah. next? What's the next
2: chapter? So the first, e. For the first E I'll probably defer more to Maria that uh, yeah. because I've learned so much <laughs> from her about this concept, but the first E is to each day to reflect on what you're grateful for already. So it's like, yeah, yeah things might be challenging right now, but if, if, if I can imagine what, what it is that I want to go for, mm-hmm. focus on what, is already good and, you know, is good in life, you know, and pour into that because, you know, you guys well know, Maria knows especially from a neuroscience standpoint is our reticular activating system kind of kicks in what Mm -hmm. we focus on expands. So she and I kind of have this uh, quote together that is like kind of like Zig Ziglar, but it's like this idea that the more grateful I am, the more grateful I become and the more things come to into my life to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. So Maria, another, one of those areas yeah. where she inspired me to be even more focused on gratitude in my life, to see, you know, the good things that were co- going on in my life at the time.
1: Yeah, and I think with, with the gratitude piece is something that we don't think about a lot. And I, I one of the stories I share in the book it was a pretty big lesson for me. I was having a really rough day. And it was all these things that had been going wrong. And, and some of them were really big, painful things. And I was, and it was pouring down rain. It was just dreary of the dreary days. I was driving. And as I'm driving, I felt the Lord say, thank me for the rain. And I was like, you know, and tears are streaming down my face. I'm like, I can't say thank you for the rain. This is stupid. <laughs> you know, and I felt the Lord say, you know, thank me, thank me, thank me for this. Thank, and, and we kind of fought back and forth a little bit. And eventually I was like, fine. Okay. Thank you for the rain because it'll grow flowers and make the trees green. And, 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 and then he was like, okay. And, and I want you to thank me that you're able to drive. Thank me for your car. And it was like, okay, thank you. And, and, and he had me keep like saying, thank you for all these little tiny things. Right. And before I knew it, it was, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, and I, and I started feeling different. So instead of feeling this like depressed place of sadness and grief and like everything's horrible and I'm feeling hopeless, suddenly all of that, after, you know, several minutes of this, thank you for this, thank you for this, that whole attitude completely shifted. The emotions shifted. They feel like all of it, and even the thoughts, what I was focusing on and, A lot of times we don't realize the power of gratitude. Scripture does talk about like give thanks and everything, give thanks. Like that is such a constant theme throughout scripture. And and there's a reason for that, man. There's a reason because that changes us not only is it a gift to the person who gave it to us to actually express the gratitude because that, I mean, we should be thinking, (laughs) right. But more than that, it, 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 it changes us for the better. It shifts everything. So, you know, if someone's out there and they're having a hard time, I cannot encourage you enough to find And I don't care if it's a cup of coffee, right? Like, Thank you, Lord, for the cup of coffee. Okay, thank you for you know that I actually had a had a, a bed to sleep in last. I, it can be stupid things, right? But there's people in the world who would give their right arm for some of the stuff that we just take for granted, you know.
0: Ah, you know, I was thanking the Lord for flat pillows coming home from a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know? totally, but know for what? real, I can relate. A tall pillow, but without yes, I mean, truly, it's silly. for but real, for real. So
1: yeah, the gratitude part is is big. So we have that. Um, and then the net, the F, so reflect R E F is feel the happiness now that you imagine it will be then. And Tim, I'm going to let you, you had a pretty strong concept on that.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, and Marie, you're just speaking to the power of having thoughts about things that we're grateful for and how yeah. that shifts our emotional state. Yes. So the F, you know, to feel now what you imagine it will be when, you know, Einstein spoke about Imagination is like the most powerful thing that we have. So, it's, yeah. as we set our minds towards what we imagine it could be, with this sense of hope that we have, we, we recognize we want to make mm-hmm. a change, and we're grateful for the things that are we already have in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like starting to imagine what it could become, yeah. and feeling that, claiming that, in, in a, and in Scripture it talks about in numerous places around praying as if it's already occurred. So if if I'm stepping into the gifts and the talents that God has given me that are meant to be manifest in my life, what's that feel like if I've accomplished those things or or I've become the kind of man that I want to be or woman that you want to be? What's that feel like? So that emotional state then is looping back to your mind and it starts to reaffirm and you start working on neurologically rewiring your thinking and shifting your state, you know, catching yourself when, you know, this idea of, you know, take captive our thoughts, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it's like, am I even thinking about what I'm thinking about? Okay. Can I catch myself when I'm having a thought that's not serving me well and shift that thought into imagining the better state and shift Mm -hmm. my emotional state. So I start to show up differently. I I may still be having a challenging day, but if I show up, uh, giving off energy that you know I love life and I'm looking forward to what's what's next. That's a different thing than woe is me. You know, life sucks. Da da da. Totally. And um, so we're uh, we're in total control of that, but most yeah. people don't take responsibility for their thoughts and their emotions. So yeah. we want to be people to be very intentional about what are we thinking about what does that create within us in our emotional state? And it was one thing, you know, Maria shared with me one time we were on a zoom and I started crying. It's like, I didn't really understand fully what I was saying. When I first came up with that, that's feel now what you imagine will be when, and she pointed out that the thoughts came first. It's like, Whoa, that's so powerful. Cause I was focused on what's that emotional state. I'm in, how does it motivate me to help me to move forward? And she said, and it was like, we just had a moment. It was like, I think I just sat there for a couple minutes and just processed that emotion of like, wow, what a gift that Maria gave me in collaborating together. It's like, you know, the thoughts really came first. Okay. Yeah. So we want to be very intentional about what we're thinking about, what we're bringing forth in our imagine what our life could be. Is yeah. that shifts our emotional state,
0: right? Now, and just to put it practically speaking, you know, I, I talk to my kids about this a lot, like garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. What yeah. you see matters, what you watch matters, and you know, yes. we're very strict on TV because it, it really is. It goes down to it's not just what we're thinking about that is so important intentionally, but mm-hmm. what you put in is vastly important. And we could do a whole podcast on that, and and it's so true about probably been 15 years ago. I think it's when we had kids, Will and I committed to just like, we don't watch anything that we wouldn't watch with our children. And that might sound super silly. I mean, we might watch like a documentary or something, but nothing with like, you know, super bad language, lots of sex. We just don't watch it because it's not good for us. And it's, no, we don't have cable now, but let me tell you, Marie doesn't even own a TV. None of my business part of the West. <laughs> You know what? You're not missing anything. Instead of living life through others, you're living your own life. But it's so true. What we put in our mind will come out and what you think about matters. And you all really do get into that. So it's great. All right, the L.
2: So the L stands for love yourself and let others know you that you love them. And, you know, we, we know from a faith standpoint, the source of love ultimately, what we believe comes from God. You know, and God commands us to love others as we would love ourselves. So it's kind of like, you know, if if you're going to love your neighbor and show other people love, you have to love yourself. You have to take care of yourself. And this is something I really struggled with a lot in my life. Um, and I kind think of, most
0: people do it. And especially at certain times when you go fall into that shame or fall into valley. that, you know, and it's, it's hills and valleys, but it's relatable
2: yeah. So I have, I have kind of a script for myself. I first developed back in the time frame that I first started writing this book is like, I am loved. First of all. Right. I, I may not feel worthy of love, but I am loved. I am loving. Right. I love and accept myself. So even all the mistakes I've made in life and the things that I've disappointed other people is I've got to love and accept myself. And I let other people know that I love them. And, um, So that's kind of a mental scripting I go through every day. Um, One book that I was reading when when we were in the midst of this collaboration process was Augmandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. And if you haven't read it, you know, the 10 scrolls and the second scroll. First
0: book my granddad gave me whenever I graduated from college. (laughs) There you go.
2: And and you were very successful.
0: It's about life.
2: But the second scroll is I will greet this day with love in my heart. Always. And you read that's these, each of these scrolls for like 30 days in a row and, yeah. until you just get ingrained into your mind. It's like, that's how I want to be. And you know, and that's you what know, we talked about earlier, how, how Maria, how I first experienced Maria, how other people experience, her, how you experienced Maria. is like, she, there's something different about her. And it's that Holy Spirit. It's that sense of love that shows up in her and how she relates to people. And it's like, man, I want to be more like that. I want to be more like every person I interact with. They walk away from me feeling loved, seen, heard, appreciated. So that was something. And Maria and I have talked a lot about this idea that, and it's really comes from her, is that like each interaction we get to have with someone else is a gift. Mm-hmm. So just like right now, we're getting to sh- share ideas with one another that are hopefully going to, other people are going to be impacted by it. It's like this moment right here, right now is a gift. for one What do we do with it? What do we do with it? How are we impacting one another? How are we showing love to one another? How does that reflect love out into the world? That's a kind of legacy that I can be proud of for my sons and 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 others. So yeah. Maria,
1: yeah, well, and I, and I love the idea that. You know, we have the opportunity to create uh, like ripple effects. One of the things mm-hmm. I always talk about that I I will be so excited to get to heaven. And, and I just want to see the ripple effects of love, right? That mm-hmm. that one encounter that we have with someone, it can change the whole trajectory of their life, right? Like we speak life into someone and, and love on them in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And both of you guys, MKU and Tim are both actually beautiful in the way that you guys love on each other and love on people um, and let people know that, you know, I don't think anyone ever walks away from encounters with you guys without knowing, gosh, like I'm, I'm loved, you know, I'm seen. Mm -hmm. And, and and I think that is so important because I think when we get to heaven, that there's going to be people that are there. Because of a ripple effect of an encounter that someone had with us, right, and because of that, they made a choice to speak life and love into someone else. And then, because of that, that person did, and so on and so forth, like dominoes, right? And mm-hmm. and so that that encounter, I, I always think, you know, nobody encountered the Lord without walking away changed in some capacity. And, and and so I think we, we have the gift, right, of encountering another human being, another person um, that has a whole world inside of them, you know, and, and they're going to go out and make a difference in the world or they have the potential to do that, right? And so, yes, yeah, so I think that just that concept of we can't love others well. If we don't love ourselves and if we don't learn how to also receive love, which can be very difficult for a lot of us, <laughs> that can be a lot of times the most challenging. And I would venture to say that the majority of this, very much myself included, that has been a learning thing, you know, and, and when we're little, we're so good at that. But at some point it becomes more challenging for most people. Again, that's, it you know, this we is generalization. And so yes. we build long.
0: And yeah. then it's a yeah. mechanism, right? Yep. Totally. Totally, we
2: we could go into a whole conversation about receiving love.
1: Yeah, it's a whole big thing. So, all right, (laughs) what about the second? Energize your thoughts.
2: (laughs) Yes, second, energize your thoughts toward that which you intend to be or become, and it's it's less about uh, what where am I right now, but really getting intentional with my mindset about where am I headed. You know, so Mm -hmm. if I'm focused on who's the man I'm trying to become or the woman I'm trying to become, it's not, you know, not so much about the goal itself. You know, it may be important. You may have a business goal. You may have a relationship goal. You may have a a fitness goal that you're working on to improve your health, but it's like, who are you becoming in that process? So having that mindset of this is who I'm going to become and then developing the discipline around, you know, what are the morning routines that I have around intentional movement or prayer or uh, gratitude practice you know it's like being intentional with my thoughts about where am I moving because as we alluded to earlier it's like and then we got to get into action yes. <laughs> and that's yeah. the hardest part sometimes it's like I'm afraid it's yeah. Like, oh, I'm afraid to write this down and share this with my co-author what what's she going to think about it I'm afraid to put this out in the world how you know someone's going to read this they're going to judge me about that you know but it's just like put it out there get it out in the light and see what happens and see how god uses it you know romans 8 28 you know all basically says you know all things are used for for good even though they may not be good as they're happening in lives, if we're you know called according to god's purpose so it's like how do we use our thoughts in an intentional way to go about and create something excellent in life, and be mindful and intentional about who am I becoming along the process of achieving that outcome.
0: So good, that was so well said. I, know. I, was, I was like, I'm just gonna leave that there. That was C and great. Bring <laughs> home with the C
2: yeah. and the T. Yeah. yeah. So the we. Inner circle. Maria, why don't you speak to that? That's really yeah. you, you. Really brought that forth.
1: Clarify your inner circle. And that's just what we were saying before is, you know, you will become who you surround yourself with. That will happen, whether you like it, whether you don't. And so, you know, I love that concept of of when I'm in a room, hopefully I'm I'm the least smart in the room. Because then I can learn from them, right? And and we can always learn from everybody, no matter who we're around, right? Like everyone has something they can teach us. But being intentional, are you around people who, you know, if you want to be someone who's a person of integrity, surround yourself with people who have integrity. If you want to be someone who's growing, surround yourself people who are growth minded. If if you want to be someone who uh, is financially savvy, spend time around people who are financially savvy, you know? So, so recognize that the person you want to become, you will become that person based off of who you have around you. You know, there's been that saying that, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's true. It's so true. So being intentional, a lot of times we have just default friendships And we have default circles and, and we want to challenge you and really invite you to have intentional friendships, intentional circles. We always have some of those people who, you know, we don't choose our our family, right? Um, But we do choose our friendships or we have the capacity to do that. And so that's our invitation is get intentional. Who do you want to be? And then making choices based around that.
2: That's
1: good. And then what about the key?
2: Mm-hmm. So the T kind of brings it all together. T is thoughts are key, think it, create it. So it takes all these concepts and the you know, the first part of the reflect across, and then then just getting really intentional with a plan of mm-hmm. how am I gonna go accomplish? You know, if, if I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna become a different person. What are the things that I'm gonna go do to, then then create that life for myself and uh, become that person. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of different things we could go into, but it really centers around the, the one God given gift that we all have. Mm -hmm. And Maria can speak to this better than I, is that the power of our thoughts. Huge.
1: Yeah.
2: Am I, am I aware of what am I thinking about? Am I intentional about what am I thinking about? Am I intentional Mm -hmm. about thinking about who I want to become Mm-hmm. in order that I can then be that person Maria maybe you can yeah speak thoughts to this
1: because- i I just I think we have barely tapped into the power of thoughts you know the scripture talks a mm-hmm. lot about thoughts there is so mm-hmm. much in there and and I, I don't believe that that's coincidental because our thoughts are not just about oh here's this nice mental space no your thoughts actually they change your hormones your thoughts change mm-hmm. change your feelings your your thoughts. Can literally change the, the health of your body. We know that. Brene Brown, or not Brene Brown, um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who does all the things neuroscience. One of the some things she said is if we actually understood the power of our thoughts and how powerful a toxic thought is, we would never think a toxic thought ever again. Because that. the way that that will impact your body, and, and then when it impacts our bodies, we know it impacts. Out there, our life, right? And so I think that whole po- concept that everything starts in the mind. And so if we are not aware and if we're not being responsible with our thoughts, and I think a lot of people really do think they're well, I just feel like this. This is just I just think this. And and one of my favorite things, the way it is. Like I yeah, can help you. Right. Totally. And and we talk about this a lot in, in some of our West coaching is you know, the reality that what you think, that would drastically impact the outcome of your life on every level. And your thoughts are optional. You, you, what you're thinking right now, if it's something, well, I'm, I just can't help it because these thoughts just come. They do come. That's, that can be true. And you can choose to let that thought keep hanging out there, or you can choose to actually choose a new thought right? Um, there's, I love how one of the, one of the examples that Aaron loves or Aaron, his part our West risk crew. One of the things that she loves to say, she said, you know, all the, all of the thoughts are available to you. It's like a buffet. So if you're going through the buffet line, what are you going to choose? Are you going to think thoughts of, of, um, everything's horrible for me. Nothing ever goes my way. I, you know, uh, Can't make money, whatever. Or do you want to choose thoughts like, oh, I can learn to be really successful? I can have great relationships. I can grow in this area that I don't know. And so, what we do with our thoughts would drastically impact every single area of our lives because it will change you hormonally, biologically, neurologically, everything. And how you
0: show up, you know, something I want to add here. It's just in life is how we think about what we think about others. We often project what we think we know. And, you know, I had a situation last week where someone was like, I know what you were doing. I'm like, they were completely wrong and I didn't tell them they were wrong, but their thought was actually really negative and mean. And I was just like, it's not my responsibility. I'm going to let this go, but I would challenge us here of like Clearly, this person doesn't know me. <laughs> yeah. But secondly, of uh, what we think we think we know is often not helpful, and yeah. just goes back to seeing the good. But like those thoughts of thinking we know can often be very detrimental, and they can hurt oh, people. Yeah. Can whenever, can I? We, ex- yeah, go.
2: Can I expand upon? So the original working subtitle the mirror was "the mirror through which I see myself and you." So in the in, kind of the introductory part of the book, we share what is the mirror? Okay, so the mirror originally came about this idea of there's a communication model called the interpersonal gap by a guy named John Wallen. And I first became aware of it when I threw this master's program. And I became self-aware that, you know, most of my thoughts or judgments about others have more to do with me than they do the other person. And the skill- I love that you said that. It's
0: almost always true.
2: Yeah. So it's like the skill is when you're having a thought, number one, are you aware? Number two is, is that thought that I'm having really about the other person or the situation, or is it really about me? So it may be something good. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Maria's great in health and fitness. MK, you're a great runner. So you guys are both very committed. So it's like, you know, collaborating with Maria was like, was always inspiring me to go get in better shape. To Keep up with her, you know, and her passion and her drive. So it's like, okay, that's a good thought, right? Another thought might be, okay, uh, like you're working together is in your coaching business, like you, d- you didn't get back to one another in a time frame that you said you're going to do something. So you, you could make a judgment about that other person, or you could just recognize it. Uh, I got to adjust my schedule because I thought something was going to happen this way. It didn't happen. Or so, just ask, so they're, like be curious, instead
0: yeah. of judging, you know, yes. like, what's going
2: on? So that the, the concept of the mirror is really to get really, really aware about most of what I'm thinking about is really more about me. So I think Chuck Swindoll years ago. I love that this, because
0: you know that that really is the concept, and I think that's the challenge of life because we are made to be selfish. I mean, we're, we're self, we're made to self protect from the time you have a two year old that is playing with toys. They're mine, mine, mine. I mean, this morning my little boys at the Ben is at the breakfast table, and Shelby starts reading a book, and he's like, "That's my book." She's reading my book. I'm like, "My goodness, child." We <laughs> You know, we are naturally wired to think about ourselves, and I think the whole. Journey of life is to come out of self, right? So with with marriage, you come out of self with children, you come out of self. If you're in a vocation of you know, serving others in church as a pastor or a priest or religious, you give give of self. And so it's that journey of growing out of self. And whenever you really intentionally say, What is that me? Or how am I reflecting myself onto someone else? It's really powerful. So I just I'm grateful for you all being here and sharing what this book is about and encourage you all to go by and just Try to apply this because I know Tim and Maria's heart is not for you all to go buy this book and, and hear about their story, but yet to take the lessons and apply it to you in order for you to grow and to become better. And mm-hmm. so to take these and, and look in the mirror and say, how can I grow? How can I become better? And how can I go through this season of, you know, these this process of reflect and, and elevate? Yeah. And you can guys, you can go check out what what this is
1: all about. If you go to the mirror and we will put that in the show notes, Um, but just go to the mirror and you'll see more about the book. You'll see kind of what we offer with that as well as, you know, how to, if you want to get the ebook or the soft copy. Um, you have options for all of that on there. Um, and then also, you know, there's coaching, you know, that Tim has, has an amazing coaching business he's running, you know, here at West, we've got coaching and courses. So uh, you can, you know, but go to the com check it out. Let, let us hear from you. There's a place, you know, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are after you do read it and any kind of Maybe feedback. Maybe if
0: you're lucky, you'll get an autograph. You can get an autograph for your book with it you. It could
1: happen.
0: <laughs> and Thank you for being here today.
2: Yeah, and Absolutely.
0: excited for you also. So pre-order those books and they'll be to you on November the third 30th when Maria is no longer Maria Spears. That Maria. Is so Everybody. like, share, download, and we'll see you next week on Girl, Water Your Grass.